The following audio is intended for mature audiences and contains adult content, graphic language, graphic violence, and strong sexual content. Viewer discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the official first episode of the Dirty 20 D&D Podcast. Uh, we are going to just jump right into it and get our players started here with the campaign. So, our adventurers have come into this town called Filade. It's been a good damn day. A fresh 500 gold pieces in your pocket after another successful adventure killing some stupid shit. You and the rest of the group have gathered in the very packed Black Triad Tavern on the easter edge of Valade. The tavern is packed with the barbarians and a few other assholes. As you settle in, you see a pretentious noble sitting alone at the bar and a group of barbarians with four hooded figures watching you from across the room. They are very clearly eyeing you up for what reason you've got no clue. A heavyset bearded human comes to your table. He looks tired and hungover. He places the drinks you ordered in front of you. Those assholes across the way still keep their eyes locked on you, but you'll worry about that here in a moment. For now, you raise your drinks and prepare for a long night of harrowing debauchery. Alright, so guys, you are in this tavern. Guys wanna do? Um, I will look around the room and uh can i use a is it would it be a perception check to see what i can see around the room uh you most certainly can i would like yeah. to do that as well and i would like to take a drink of my ale uh roll me a perception then a constitution saving throw i got 17 okay i'll wait for mouse because he's rolling the same thing yep 22 for my perception okay and then the constitution? Yeah. Constitution for the alcohol. And an eight from constitution. <laughs> okay. All right. I so, knew it. I knew right. it's going to be low after I rolled Jesus. a high. Uh, all right. So before I tell you the results of the constitution saving throw, so Norbit and Mouse, both of you do recognize that, uh, that, there's the nobleman sitting at the bar alone. The barbarians are eyeing you up like a lot. They they are being very suspicious, very sneaky, and don't know necessarily know why, but they are looking directly at you. Even though there are a bunch of people that are in this ta uh, this tavern with you right now, there's several citizens, uh, people that are here uh, finishing their night off. And the hooded figures are also keeping an eye on you, but you can't really see underneath their hood. They're kind of just like side eyeing you. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so result for the Constitution saving throw. Before I forget, uh, Ma Mouse, you're passed out. Oh Jesus! What that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I look at I look at Norbit, and I'm about to just point, and then I just my head falls to the table. Yeah. Um, well, with Norbert being Norbert, uh, people staring at him isn't something that he'd find uncommon, I guess. Uh, so, in the mindset of Norbert, I 
I'm gonna ignore the barbarian side of it and uh, walk over to the. You said it was a nobleman. Ah, uh, yes. Walk over to the nobleman and uh, sit next to him. Uh, possible. That is possible. Uh, give me just a second. Okay. So you go to the nobleman. Yes. Uh, sit next to him. And you'll go sit next to him. And, and I'll look at the nobleman and I'll say. Uh, boss, a nice uh, armor you've got there. Uh, he he has a tankard in his hand. He he put, sets it back down on the table. He turns around and looks at you, and he's swaying back and forth like he's a little bit tipsy. Uh, he does, however, have enough cognitive function to recognize your face, and he says, "Oh, my friend, you have returned back from the journey that I have set you on. Did you were you successful? Was we successful?" Uh, yes. Good. Um, so I'll look at the nobleman and I'll turn around and I'll go. Yes, we were successful. Says, good, 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 good. Uh, all is good in the world then. Uh, let me give you and your compatriots your, the rest of your money that you, uh, so rightly, rightfully deserve. And you see that he turns around kind of haphazardly, like he's sluggish and reaches back into his bag pulls out three very large, uh, smaller bags and sets them out in front of you. Uh, they have ribbons ripped around them and everything. It's very ornate, very fancy. Uh, but you can tell just by when he pulled them out and set them in front of you that this is three bags of lo- large amounts of money. Right. Um, so from that, I will take the bags of gold and go back to Mouse and Rhaegar. Uh, uh, Rhaegar, what would you like to do? I want to approach the nobleman. Uh, all right. So I'm going to walk Are you approaching o- as he's returning? Uh, yeah, I'm going to approach him as Norbit's returning, yeah. Okay, sure. All right, so, so I'm going to go up to the nobleman. I'm going to sit down next to him, and I'm going to uh, drunkenly say to him, Hey, buddy. I I I got a a wager a wager here for you. Okay. I bet you that you can't beat me in an arm wrestle. Okay. If if I win, you got to pay me triple that little purse that you just handed my colleague. All right. If I if I lose, screw it, you can keep the gold and I'll buy you drinks all night long. All right. First off, roll me a Constitution saving throw, and if uh, you and if you can manage to stay awake, then roll me a Persuasion check. Out of a uh, out of character, get his armor too. Uh, what's the Constitution D twenty plus? It's yeah, it's D twenty plus your Constitution modifier. So whatever um should be there. You go nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah, you are still awake. You are. You're still, you're not tipsy. Feel like you can drink some more, but roll me a persuasion check now to see if you can convince him to do an arm wrestling match with you. 13. Uh, 13 kind of gives you a side eye. And he's like, you do realize I'm not that strong, right? I noticed that, but I figured a a small guy against a (laughs) drunk Drunk Dragonborn's a good, a good wager. He sighs and he says, "Okay, I'll give it a shot." So 
We're both going to roll strength checks, and whichever one's the highest is the result. Okay, what's my strength check? So do... Um, 2d4 plus... It's, it, no, it's 1d20 plus 8 for you. So it's like you're doing a strength saving throw. Okay, I got, <laughs> I got yeah, 25. Yeah, I got a 25. There's already no way I'm going to beat that. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you you literally grab his hand and without even blinking, you immediately just slam it into the other side of the table like it was nothing. Like, this is just natural to you. Uh, okay. He looks at you and says, you know, I did make a wager and I, I should have known that this was going to happen even though you are technically drunk. But a deal is a deal, and he gives you fifteen hundred gold. I, I stand up victorious. Uh, I grasp the the coin purse in my hands, and I turn to the barmaid and hand her a fistful of gold coins, and I tell her, whatever this guy drinks tonight, this pays for it. And she nods her head. And uh, starts back up to what she was doing. So, do you return back to your table? Yeah, I'm gonna go back to to Mouse and Norbit. Beautiful. Is Mouse still passed out at this point? Yeah, I'm gonna make Jeez. him roll another Constitution saving throw to see if he can wake up. Um, Alice, roll another Con save. See if you wake up. You do wake up. Oh, my friends. Uh, just so everyone knows, what he rolled? He rolled a twenty. And he does wake up, but you are under the influence of alcohol, however. So you are classified as tipsy. Uh, can I? I'm not under anything. I'm always on top. Can I shout the barmaid over and buy Rhaegar and Mouse a drink for a successful mission? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the bartender, uh, the one, the bearded one comes over. Uh, he's kind of really sluggish. Walks back over to your uh, your your booth, your table, and just passes all of you another thing of ale. And does Mouse and Rhaegar take a drink? Yeah, I'll take a drink. Okay, roll me a con save. You were passed out. I got yeah. I rolled a nine. Yeah, he rolled a nine. He is passed out. You are out like a light. I'll take another drink. Mouse, roll me a con save. Eleven. You are also passed out. So, and then there was one. And there was one. And it was at this time that uh, one of the barbarians gets up and walks over to you to your table. All right. And he comes straight for you. He looks at you and says, so are you friends with that nobleman? Uh, I'm going to look at him and turn around and say, friends? No. Acquaintances? Yes. And he looks at you and says, I noticed that uh, he practically gave you a, a massive fortune. Is there, uh, there any way that you could uh, share that? If you have objects of shiny and value, yes. He looks at you up and down and says, so how much you got on you? Do I know how much I've got on there? You personally have 500 gold pieces on you right. on top of the extra 500 gold pieces that you was handed to you uh, by the nobleman. So technically you have about a thousand gold pieces on your person right now. All right. Um, could I do a deception check? Uh, you can. 
Yeah, well, not check, but deception roll to lie to him. Sure. And say, I have 500 gold. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't trust him. Sure. Uh, so that'd be 1d20 plus my deception, correct? Yes, sir. I got 11. He, he looks at you, puts his arm around your, your, the back of your neck, and he says, you take me for a fool, and the next thing you know, felt a shock of electricity, and you're out. Oh, shit. Like a lie. Should be about that liar. All right. All right. Where from her? The three of you wake up, and none of uh, the two individuals who are drinking are no, not hungover. They are completely fine. No headache. Honestly, it feels like that they are a brand new people, individuals, as if that, you know, they were completely cured of any ail- ailments that they ever had. Wake up to an odd sight. The bar is empty. You can't leave the bar at all. There are no windows anymore to see outside of the bar. The inside of the bar looks exactly the same as before, except for one very big, massive difference. There is a giant red door behind the bar that was not there before, or at least to your knowledge, it was not there before. You were too drunk to remember that shit. Hey, what happened? I feel good. Like, like real good. I don't don't remember. Yeah, I sort of look at Mouse and I go, well, for a for a thing your size and the amount you drank, you shouldn't even be walking right now, let alone talking. Uh, don't worry, I can I can handle a lot, a lot more than you think, trust me. Alright, so again, you're in this bar again, there's nobody here except for the three of you, and the only thing that you know for 100% absolute positivity is that there's this giant red door behind the bar that was not there before. Um, would I have to get closer to the door to roll a perception check on the door? Uh, or can, yeah, could I can, do it from where I am? You can do it from where you're at, if you would like. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do a perception check to see if I notice anything out of the ordinary or some shit, because if it wasn't there before, I don't really trust it now. Right. You know, um, that would be a... Would it be an investigation or a perception? You can do either or, and I will also add you can arcana check. Oh, yeah. So um, do either I'll do an arcana check, then. That's sure. my highest. Sure. Uh, 21. This is a very evil, very powerful door. Well, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, well, shit. Um, I think I preferred it before I knew that. All right, so what are you going to do? You're going to go up to it and... Uh, I'm going to share the information first with my uh, party that the door, the summer doesn't feel right about the door. It's, it feels evil. Well, we and then I'm going to walk up to the door. Because, yeah, that's our only way out, it seems. Can I throw a mouse at the door? No, you may not throw a mouse at the door. Don't touch me. <laughs> okay, so... I want, I, want, I, I want to throw a mouse at the door. Okay, alright, so here's how this is going to work. Uh, both of you are going to do like we did with the arm wrestling thing, where both of you are going to roll opposed strength checks, and if Rhaegar wins, he's going to pick mouse up and throw him. Can I use my acrobatics instead? I will allow that. Because you're Thank technically you. trying to dodge out of his way. So, yeah, I'm going to let Rhaegar use a strength check and Mouse use an acrobatics. 
I got oh, 27. Shit. Good fucking oh, luck. Shit. I can't beat that unless I get a crit. You best be like a triple bot oh, flip. Okay. Oh, okay, man. so you Jeez. so Norbit, you see Rhaegar come out like like <laughs> all powerful like a like a Saiyan, fat out of hell, grab Mouse, pick him up. You no. can hear Mouse like no. trying to fight him, like Don't trying touch to me. He's like tr- squirming and <laughs> like trying to get out and complaining, and then you see Rhaegar throw Mouse, chunk him at this door, and slam him up against the door for... How much damage do I take? One point of damage. (laughs) Oh, uh, okay. Uh, It's not too bad. The door, however, does come to life. (laughs) And uh, does not like the fact that he just had a Mouse folk thrown at him. (laughs) So, he's going to... uh, do a slam attack against Mouse while he's on the ground. Oof. Uh, he misses. He does miss. Wait. He does miss. Uh, but everybody roll initiative now. Is the doll drunk? Do what now? Is the doll drunk? It missed. He's on the floor. Oh, now the door is <laughs> Now the door is not. <laughs> it's just I rolled poorly. Oh my goodness. I just rolled the same roll. I got a 12. I got a nat 1. Oh, I got a four. I got a 21. All right, so it's going to go Rhaegar, Norbit, Mouse, and then the door. Oh, I did better than the door. You did better than the door. (laughs) Congratulations, Mouse. You beat an inanimate object for initiative. Well, I rolled a four, so I was a little worried. I rolled a nat one twice in a row. (laughs) My rolls are bad today. Yeah, I mean, that's good for us, right? Oh, that's great for you guys. That's perfect for you. Yes. Um, so, uh, Rhaegar, it is your turn. You just threw Mouse into the door. Uh, what do you do? Okay, so I can do two actions in one turn, right? You can do an action and a bonus action. So what kind of bonus action? <laughs> bonus action is where, for you as a barbarian, you can go into a rage and basically get resistance to bludgeoning, slashing, and piercing damage. Okay, then I'm going to skip bonus action. I'm just going to attack with my great axe. Uh, actually, let me read the rest of this to you, just just in case you want to... Alright, so when you go into a rage, you get advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws. Your melee damage bonus is increased by plus two. You have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage, and it lasts for one minute. So you get a bonus to your attacks as well for your great axe. Okay, okay. Uh, I'll leave the uh, I'll leave the the rage for just now. I'll just attack it normally. Okay, sure. So you'll go to the thirty feet and you'll go and attack the door. Yep. All right. Uh, so go ahead and make me a attack roll to see if you get. D20 plus 8. Uh, yes, sir. 28 critical! Oh, my God. Rhaegar's beasting it today. Uh, okay, so roll uh, 2d12 plus 6. First attack roll in the campaign. Apart 23. From 23. Okay, uh, this door is on death's door. Literally. <laughs> wow. Well, then. 
I'm just gonna sit back nice and easy and watch Nor Norbit Norbit okay. <laughs> watch Norbit and Mouse try and fuck up a door. Jesus! Oh, I guess you meant our lives easier. All if right. So needs, if anybody if anybody needs me, I'm gonna go back over to the shelves of all. I'm the not games. even. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even gonna fix the map. I'm not even gonna fix the map for you guys. I'm just going I'm to just, just just yeah, just kill my door. It's fine. <laughs> So, all right, I'm guessing it's my turn next because of their yeah, rolls. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, so question, does equipping my shield class as an action? I think it does, yes. I believe it right. does. Right, uh, never mind that then. I'm going to swing my long sword at the door. Sure. Five. <laughs> you, you missed the door. <laughs> you missed the door. Uh, have I got a bonus action? You do have a bonus action. Uh, I don't know if you have any spells that are classified as bonus. Can I throw him a pigeon at the door? Just for flavor text? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just because I'm annoyed that I missed. I'll let you throw your pigeon at I won't even make you roll a strength check for it. I'll, it'll deal, it deals one damage to the door. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. It's more than my sword did. <laughs> sure. Alice is your gun. <laughs> I would like to use the rifle. Sure. <laughs> I missed it with a two. With a two. I'm the only competent player today. Right <laughs> coming in with the carry. <laughs> Well, you're getting all the you're getting all the high rolls, like yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah you shoot, both rolling you, shoot, you shoot your gun, and it literally it just like hits to the side of the wall past the door, and you fall back down. I'm sorry, my friends. I'm still not used to it. It's so powerful, you know. Okay, so like the only one that is close to the door is uh, Norbit and uh, Rhaegar. So I do get to attack somehow. I should have equipped the shield. Oh, let me move, Tony. Uh, let me move then. Okay, where are you? Yeah, I'm gonna move. All right, where are you? Um, same. As, I'm just gonna go outside of the bar and head down 25. A total of 25 to the corner. Okay, sure. That's hilarious. that's hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I should have moved like, first. Maybe that's what got, it was. Maybe it was too close. Over here, who like almost killed it in one shot, and then you got the two other incompetent players who just oh. didn't even manage to hit it. Pigeon did more damage than me. It's going to be so funny. I'm going to laugh my ass off in the next room. Mayhem. A pigeon did more damage than me and Mo. Pigeon did more damage Fucking than you throw in that round. Can't believe you threw me. Okay. Oh. All right. So the door is going to uh, use its uh, one of its special abilities, and it's going to it's going to open its mouth. And I need both Rhaegar and uh, Norbit to do a con saving throw. Uh, Constitution. Yeah. 12. 14. Both of you pass, so you take no damage. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So you see where the demonic face, it opens its mouth up to shoot a uh, beam of lightning towards the two of you. But both of you manage to sidestep away to where that you wouldn't get hit and neither one of you take any damage. But uh, Rhaegar, it is your turn. Okay. Okay. I don't know whether DM is going to answer this or not, but how much health does the door have left? 
Uh, I it I will not answer that. Damn it! Can <laughs> I punch the door? You can try. <laughs> okay. One uh, roll one d twenty plus eight. Twenty-two. You hit with the wow. Punch. You do hit with a punch, but if you're going to punch it, your damage is not going to be the damage of your axe. It's going to be unarmed damage. Okay. So what do I need to roll? Uh, let me find on unarmed strike. I think it's one d six, but I want to make absolutely. Is it just a d six, or do I get to add a multiplier? That's what I'm looking for. No, it's one. It's it's a straight up one d four. Oh shit! Okay, disregard that last roll. Yeah, then. It's, yeah, it's a one d four. That's a one. You deal one damage to it. It's still alive, but it's still on death's door. Okay, I'm gonna oh, I'm, 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 look I'm, at the I'm, big barbarian punching the door. Still alive. I'm gonna turn the mouse and say, "Hey, do you want me to throw you again? <laughs> Come over here and get me." <laughs> uh, Norman, it's your turn. What do you do? First of all, I'm turning around to Rhaegar and going, "Should have used the axe." <laughs> Yeah, well, I agree. Listen here, creepy Robo voice is right. <laughs> Listen here, Robocop. Your fucking pigeon did more damage than you, so you're not one to talk. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, I'm tempted to throw a mouse because he did more damage than me and the pigeon. Well, like, <laughs> mouse is like 25 but feet he's... away from you, so you'd have to go and move over yeah. the mouse and then do a strength check to throw mouse. And he has right, to roll um, an opposed athletics check. Yeah, true. So, um, like, all right. Literally, this door is about to die, and all you can think about is, let me throw the tiny person. I'm probably going to miss again with my rolls. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so what could I do for a bonus action as far as, like, uh, equipping or... Okay, that's throwing. what I was going to look for for your character. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have any spells that you can do for your bonus. Um, I have Firebolt, but you said it's an evil door, and my, uh, like, I use an arcana check on it, okay, so I don't both, know if that'll yeah, be smart. Both of your cantrips are, are actions, though. You can cast yeah. both of those as an action, but you also have your first level spells, so... What did you stock for your first level spells? Uh, cure wounds and absorb elements. Okay, yeah. So then, so you can use your action to cast one of those spells if you want. Um, yeah, why not? I'll um, I'll, uh, so is that a bonus for action? Yeah. No, that no casting no, a spell. That's my action. All, yeah, it's all your spell. Yeah. All right. Um. All right. Then I will. Uh, I guess I'll try fireball on it. Okay, that's a cantrip. All right. So. Uh, you have to make a ranged spell attack, so roll for your attack roll, um, and it will be okay. your intelligence, so it'd be uh, your One, 1d20 plus be? your intelligence, which would be f plus 5 for you. Plus 5, okay. Uh, 7. Uh, you miss! I'm not surprised. Uh, so uh, can I throw the pigeon again as my bonus action? Sure. It will deal, I'm not even going to make it, you're, you're like right there at it. Uh, yeah, it deals three damage. With this party and throwing things that are smaller than them. <laughs> it deals three damage. Yeah. Okay, Mouse, <laughs> your turn. This door's still not dead yet. No. No. Look, should have used you, your axe. Look, you look. said it was on death's door. It is on death's door. It is on death's door. You've only done like you've done all the damage, uh, Rhaegar. You've done all of the damage. 
Mouse has not hit it at all. Norbit yep. hit it with a pigeon twice. Twice. That's and 27 points of damage if that damn door is taken and it's still not dead. I'm betting it's got 30. But if you would literally just swing your sword or shoot at it and hit it, you could kill it in one I was hit. Going, I, I, I was going for the meme. What can I say? I took an electric right. shock. Oh. My car my aim's off. I miss again. You sh oh my I rolled gosh, a four. God. Yeah, okay. Yeah, mouse. I can't control what I roll. I mean it's it yeah, is what it is. It's what it is the fate of the dice. It's nothing he can do about it. So yeah, you make your shot, you miss because I'm using that rifle. You know, I don't have a proficiency in the rifle. It's literally what it this is. Literally it, it literally reminds me of the TikTok video meme of where it's like they go like I I make my shot, I miss I shoot again and I miss. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Um, uh, the door is it an action is, or a bonus action to change weapons? For you right now, it's classified as an action, but then when you reach okay. level three, it'll be a bonus action. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just move like ten feet, like down, like, over two two squares okay. to the left. Left. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. It is the door's um, turn. Right the door can't use its that special ability anymore. So what it's going to do is it's going to do a slam attack against the two that are standing in front of them. I miss both of you. Oh, wow. What the hell? I, ro I rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the door's turn. It can't do anything. So, Rhaegar, it's back up to you, man. Right. Fuck it. I'm going to swing my fucking great axe. I forgot about it. Glare <laughs> into the fucking demon-shaped face that is inside this door. Please, I dude. swear to God, if I don't kill this Please, thing, I'm like, coming you're, to you. Like, if you could just hit it, your literal uh, uh, like bonus plus six to your great axe will just kill it. Yeah, nineteen. 19. Is dead. Yeah, it's dead. You killed the door. Finally, <laughs> I turn to the rest of the party and say, "You're fucking welcome." <laughs> I'm going to look at my pigeon and just see it on the floor and be like, yeah. good job. Anyway, so yeah, so this demon door melts into the floor and it turns into a regular door. What do you guys do? Open it. Okay. As you open the door, you enter the room behind the, that crazy door, manage to see a long, dark hallway lit by only the faint torches that line the wall on either side. You can see that whatever is down this hallway is not going to be very fun at all. All right. What do you do? Hmm. Any ideas? Okay, stand back and let the rest of the party figure this one out. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I guess I'll equip my shield. Okay. Uh, not trusting anything after that door. Sure. And I will walk to the end of the hallway. The rest of you follow suit? Yeah. Sure. So the three of you uh, enter into this octagon-shaped room. Uh, you can see inside of the room that there are three doors leading in different directions. There's one to your left, one straight in front, and one to your right. On the floor, you can see a giant golden sigil that looks to be like, um, it would be basically described as a golden diamond surrounded by holy light. Then to your left, you see a door with a green sigil above it that looks to be like the, a strand of DNA surrounded and encased by nature. The red door in front of you looks to be like, kind of like a ninja star with demon horns uh, hanging behind it. 
And then to your right is a blue shield sigil. That's what you see in this room. What do you guys do? I'm going to go touch the red sigil. Okay. So you're going to touch the, the door where the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. The, the door does open for you. Okay. I'm going to step through the door. Okay. So Mouse and Norbit, you see when he steps through, the door shuts behind him and locks. Rhaegar, when you step in, you see the door disappear. When you enter the room, the room is a standard-sized room with a beautiful, intricate, braided pattern engraved into the left and the right of your, the walls inside. On the wall opposite to the entrance is a blank iron door that is behind uh, some iron bars, more or less. In front of those bars is what appears to be a steel mesh door that is activated on a pulley system. The floors are stone, and the room, room is barren except for three statues in the middle, sitting on pedestals. They are all life-sized and very well crafted by whoever created these statues. To your left is a gnome holding a set of unbalanced scales with two large plates. In the middle is an elven archer with her bow drawn towards the entrance of the room, and to your right is a dwarf holding a very beaten up and even seemingly eroded battle axe. What do you do? So there's two doors. One's behind iron bars. Mm -hmm. One's a, a chain mesh door, as you described Yeah, there's, it. there's a door basically behind the statue straight in front of you. Or no, there's this door to your right. Sorry. Door to your right and a door to your left. One is behind an iron bar with a pulley system. And then to your... Uh, other side is the the other door with a mesh covering it. Okay, can I go and investigate the three statues? Uh, sure. Okay, I want to inspect the the dwarf one first. Okay. Do I see anything? You have to roll an investigation check. Ah, balls. Uh, D twenty plus. Oh shit, this is gonna be bad. Okay, fourteen. Okay. You can tell that from the role that you just got that the three statues interact with one another somehow. That you have okay. to go and do something in a certain order in order for them to do, for the other statues to activate and do what they're supposed to do. Okay, so can the statues be moved? Like, they're positioning in the room. Like, if Currently, the is no, you can't move them. Can they be turned? Also currently not at the moment. From what you can tell just from your investigation, Chegg, it, it seems like that they're placed in, in a certain way for a certain reason, and you have to go in order of operation and do whatever it is that th those statues need in order to activate the next statue. Okay, so it went the... You got to your left is a gnome. Gnome with the yeah, gnome with the, the set of unbalanced scales. Then you've got the the elven warrior in the the center with her bow drawn, and then you've got the dwarf on the right with the very aged, rusted uh, battle axe. So right. that is that that describes to me the 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 telling of time. So the balance of war because. Oh God! Yeah, you still remember. You still have two doors to inspect: one to your right and one to your left. Right. Let me Elven Archer the... is facing towards the door that you just came in through. 
Let me inspect the door on the right. The right one? Okay. So the one on the right is covered in mesh, but when you stick your hand through, you can feel what like a piece of solid there. So it feels like like a wall there. Okay. What about the door on the left? Door on the left, it's got an iron bar, and you can see the pulley system to the left of the door. Uh, but there is a piece missing on the pulley system, but inside behind the iron bars, you can see a chest. Oh god. That's some fucking Skyrim shit right here. <laughs> uh I don't know. Will a perception check help me out at all? Yeah, do a perception check. I like to go through a door talk. Okay. Twenty-three. All right, let me tell him what he sees and then we'll go back and swap over to you. Give him some time to figure it out. So Rhaegar with the perception of twenty-three, you can tell that the piece for the pulley system uh is the the gear in order to turn it. But you can also tell that the door on the right is not exactly what it seems. So if you go back to the door on the right that is covered behind mesh, that when you stick your hand through it, it just feels like a solid wall. It feels like that there's an actually different way of going through that mesh door. That's what you see with your perception. However, we're going to go back over to Mouse and Norbit. Yep, okay, okay. So I'll give you time to kind of contemplate what you need to do on next when we go back to you. So Mouse and Norbit, you're still in the main room. You have the door to your left and the door to your right. I'll go right. We're going to go right. So the door opens uh, up for you for the shield room. You go in. Yes. Okay. You go in, Norbit, you see it close behind him. And then Mouse, when you go in, the door disappears. So when you walk in, Mouse, at the far end of the room, you see a giant piano. And above the piano, you see five pictures of great artistry. Somebody, who, whoever did these five paintings knew what they were doing. What I'm going to do is for in chat, I'm going to show you the picture of the keys. And then I'm going to describe to you the pictures that you see above the piano. So the pictures that you see above the piano, the, the largest one above the, uh, the other four is the picture of the piano. So somebody painted this piano, and it's the biggest one of the five. Below the piano, okay. you see four smaller pictures. The one to your left is a picture of a woman's face. The picture next to it is a picture of an egg. Next to the egg is a picture of a bed. And then the last picture on the far right is a picture of a coin purse. What do you do? Um, you said it was a woman. It's a woman's face. face. In order, face, egg, Johnny. Oh, yeah, I couldn't hear you. So it's a, fa <clears throat> it's a face, an egg, a bed, a bag. Okay, so I'm going to hit the keys F, E, B, and C. F, E, B, and C. Okay, so you hit the, those keys in that order, and you'll take... Uh, oh, God. <laughs> the keys start to move, and they uh -huh. fly up and hit you for three damage, and then go back into Sweet. the key slots. Maybe reverse order. Maybe it will. Well, I mean, he said coin purse first, and then he swapped it to bag, so now maybe... Uh, if you want time to think about that, uh, I can... Yeah, yeah, I'm going uh, right. yeah, to... Let, let me hit one more time, and then, yeah, go to normal. Okay, let me sure. hit F, E, B, and then B again. Okay. 
Might hit those that. keys, and the keys come back and come back to life and hit you for one damage. <laughs> All right, I'm going to drink a potion, and then you can go to Norbit. <laughs> sure, go ahead and roll for your uh, to see how much you heal. Norbit, you're in this main room. <laughs> you have one door left to your left. Yeah, what was it, uh, I'll go through that door. Okay, you go through that door. The door behind you uh, disappears. When you go into this room... It looks to be like a desert inside of this room. It's kind of weird, right? There's sand everywhere, uh, very ornate uh, Egyptian-looking things inside of this room. However, in the middle of the room is a blank canvas. It looks to be like that somebody was originally going to paint a picture here. Then on the far wall, there are two different things. One is written in runes, and the other is written below it in common. What and uh, you can roll to see if you can uh, do like a perception check to see if you can read it or whatever, because you're not close enough right now to go in. Yeah. Um. So I will go inside uh, and uh, do a perception check to see if I can understand it. Sure. Uh. Seventeen. Okay. So you you can see with a perception check that. The painting or the the canvas that's in front of you does not have any paint, but you see a knife. And Mm. the runes on the back wall are not in a language you know, but you feel like you're familiar with it. Can I read the common underneath the runes? Uh, You can read the common underneath the runes, and it, uh, it says blood painting. Right. Uh, I'm gonna take a stab in the dark and say, uh, with the knife, I prick my finger. Okay. With, uh, with Norbit, would that make, uh, blood come out? Uh, for Norbit, it would more or less create, like, you don't necessarily have, like, human blood. You kind of have, like, a different form of blood. Yeah. uh, But, yeah, we'll essentially say that it's, like, your blood essence, basically. Could I try and copy the runes using that? Onto uh, the canvas. You can try, but you're you are going to take a prick of damage for uh, using yeah. knife on your hand. Uh, yeah. You take one damage from the knife. Okay. Okay. So you can copy the runes above if you would like. Yes. All right. So you copy Seems the like runes. The runes come out of the painting and form a fist and hit you for two damage. <laughs> Great. Um, okay. So can I do a another? Perception check to see if I notice anything. Perce- with- do a perception check on the in the room itself. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I'm like yeah, the entire yeah. room. Okay. Uh, already lost perception. There it is. Also, uh, uh, six. Do an intelligence. Uh, intelligence roll. No, do an investigation. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for the perception, I got six. For the investigation, I got eight. Okay. Um, with the six perception, I'll, you basically see just the, the basic details. So there's this, the, this, uh, canvas in the middle. There's a candle in the far left. And then there is a book stand on the right with no books in it. And that's all you can see. The investigation (laughs) of an eight, uh, it, you can tell that the runes mean something. 
but you don't know exactly what. All right. Um, if someone else wants to, yeah, take we'll swap us, back over to. This. Yeah, we'll swap back over to Mouse because he sent me a message saying that he thinks he got it. So, Mouse, yeah. uh, what do you do with the keys? Um, this will probably be wrong, but I'm going to take a shot. Sure. Um, I'm going to press F A C E E D E A G. So you're going to spell. F, you're going to hit the word. keys. I, I, I missed part of it. So you're going to press F A C E G G B E D B A G. Okay. As you go to press those keys, the the room fills up with music and it starts to make this beautiful angelic melody. And then you turn around and the door reappears. Twit. Go through the door. All right, so you go back out the door and you gain all of your hit points back and your your potion is also back. All right, so we're going to go back over to Rhaegar. Rhaegar, what, what do you do? I'm still trying to figure out this goddamn riddle. <laughs> uh, do you want to do an investigation check on the doors because you didn't do that? Yeah, I'll do an investigation. Uh, do I do two separate rolls or one combined roll? Go ahead and do two separate ones just in case. Uh, give me a minute. I'll also allow you to do Arcana check on both doors if you. That one was better. Okay, seven for the first. Okay, six for the second. Um, <laughs> you can't go through these doors by normal means. But there, but there's a there's another. Okay. Oh fuck it, Arcana. Okay, roll Arcana. One d twenty plus. Ah shit. Okay, this is gonna suck. Nineteen. There you go. All right. So the door with the mesh on it is not actually a door. So in order to go behind the mesh curtain that's there, there's an item that you need to find in the room you're currently in that you have yet to look for that will allow you to go through that mesh curtain. Perception. There you go. 21. You can tell that behind the statue of the dwarf, there's a secret compartment. Okay, I'm going to go open it. Okay, you go to open it, and there is what looks to be like a key uh, that could fit somewhere in this room. Okay, I'm going to take the key, and I'm going to put it... Can I reach behind the iron bar and get into the other door? You can try. What do I need to roll for that? You would basically need to see, like, you need to do investigation check to see if there's anything that you can stick the key in behind the bar. 18. There's nothing behind the bar for you to stick a keyhole. Ah, fuck. Okay, so I've got this key, and it obviously goes into the chest that is behind the door that's behind the mesh. Go and investigate the behind the mesh again. Been rolling low, so you need to roll a little bit higher. It's a fucking nine. <laughs> Do a perception check. It's a ten. Okay, with a ten, that's better than the nine. Then the ten will at least reveal what you're looking for. So you slightly feel up against the wall, and you feel in one specific spot behind the curtain that there is a section that doesn't feel like the rest of the wall. Is there a keyhole in there? I'd find out. Oh my god. Uh, perception or investigation? Well, you can just try to stick the key in it. Fine, so. I'm going to try and stick the key in it. Okay, go to put the key through the hole, and there is a keyhole there. You turn the key. Yes. Okay. Turn what else the key? you going to do when you stick a key in a keyhole? Well, I mean, it could be penalties for it too. You never know. It could be a trap. Uh, but you stick the key in the hole and you turn it and the mesh 
disappears and reappears as the door and you click the door unlocked and you open the door behind the door is a chest i'm gonna open the chest you're just gonna go straight up and open it hell yeah i got full hit points i can take whatever's coming out of sure. it sure okay you go to open it yeah you open it poison gas comes out and you take two poison damage but there is a piece of like a sphere inside of the chest that's made out of metal okay uh i'm gonna grab the the sphere and run to an area of the room that is not being affected by the gas okay all right so you leave that room the door disappears again and covers the gas and you're back into the main room with the three statues this metal sphere okay i'm gonna do an investigation check on the the sphere that i've got okay 11 it's heavy my god uh okay let me have a look at my other modifiers what have i got hey there's nothing in here that's anything to do with tech or machinery so can i do some sort of like insight check to see if it's got if it's got anything to do with the pulley system sure so 1d20 plus what's my insight ah crap okay it's a 16 the sphere has nothing to do necessarily with the pulley system but you do remember that the statue of the the gnome has a plate with weights on it and the weight is unbalanced i'm gonna put the sphere on the plate that is the highest because it's the lightest okay so you put the sphere on the highest point and the 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 scales lower and they start to balance themselves out up until they actually come completely even. The gnome smiles, and you see a magical uh, hidden department underneath the gnome statue pop out to reveal the gear. Woo! Okay, I'm going to take the gear. Um, do I already know where the gear needs to go? Technically, yes. Okay, so technically, I'm going to go and put the gear where it needs to go. Put the gear there. And it fits just right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the pulley system is operational now. Yes. Okay. Uh, and it's there's it's on both sides of the room, right? It's on both walls. It's that braided pattern that's on the the wall. Yeah. So in in order to open the iron thing, you have to pull pull basically one side. Okay. Let me pull the left side. Okay. Pull the left side. The iron uh starts to rise up. Okay. Are you going to raise we'll it have, up all the way? Yeah, I'm going to raise it all the way. And is there anything that I can actually tie the rope to on my end to stop the iron from going back down? Only thing that's near you is the statue of the gnome. Okay, but is the rope long enough to tie onto it? You can cut the rope off from the pulley system and then tie it up to... Statue. Well, no, because if no, because if I cut the rope off, then the iron's still going to go down. What right. I'm using is... Because right. the, the, rope, the rope eventually connects to the iron gate. So if I tie it to the gnome, the gnome acts as an anchor point and it stops the the pulley system from going back down, giving me a better chance of getting through the door. Yeah, you, I mean, it. you can try that for sure. What do I need to roll? And you just need to roll a strength check. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, roll 1d20 plus 8. Yeah, yeah you managed to pull the rope three. far enough to where that it will reach the statue. And you can tie a knot around the gnome, gnome's leg, where that it will stay in place. Sweet. So I'm gonna 
finish tying the knot and I'm just going to go straight through the iron, the iron bars okay. to the door. All right. So you go straight through. The chest is right there. Uh, and it does not have a lock on it. I'm going to open the chest. All right. You open the chest. You take four poison damage. Oh, but my there God. Is a, there is an arrow made out of stone inside of the chest. Hold on. Give me a second. Okay. So I'm going to take the auto and run. Okay. Run out. The iron door drops and the door for that the chest was in disappears and just becomes a solid wall. You're left with this uh, giant arrow that's made out of stone. I'm going to. Can I place it on the bow for the elven warrior? Uh, yeah. You can try. Okay, going to go ahead and do that. All right, so you do that. The elf starts to move, grabs the arrow, pulls back on her bow, and shoots towards the door where you entered in at the beginning, and the door starts to appear from the shattered arrow, and the door is there. I'm going to go back through the door. All right, you go back through the door, you regain all of your hit points, and any potions you use, you regain them back. Well, hello there. Well, hello there. All right, Morbid, um, you were last in the line, my friend. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, so can you describe the room again? Just yeah, so absolutely, gonna... absolutely. The room you're in basically is like an Egyptian room. So there's sand yes. everywhere. Uh, there's very ornate, different uh, stuff that you would find like an Egyptian palace. Uh, but the two, the three biggest or four biggest things that you have noticed so far by looking around is that you see the runes on the far wall and then below it is the words blood painting. There is a giant canvas that is completely blank. It's just solid white there. And it has a knife there for you to, uh, use however you see fit. And then on the left corner, you see what looks to be like a lampstand, like a very old lampstand, one you would use for like, you know, back when you had actual candles that you put the candles in and you light it up and carry it around with you. On the right hand side is a bookcase, but it has no books in it. And that's all All you've noticed so far. So can I do a investigation check on the ruins? I will let you do investigation or history check. Don't think it really matters which one I do start-wise, so they're both the same. So I will do a history check. Seven? Yeah, you don't you don't recognize anything about these runes right now. Alright. Um, what is the runes on? Like, is it uh, it's, it's, directly on the wall? They're on the wall, and I will say that with at least with a seven, you can tell that the runes are were put there by somebody's blood. All right. So I was thinking I couldn't take them off the wall. No, no. Somebody no. took their own blood and put these paintings or put the runes on the wall. Uh, can I do a perception check on the knife? Yeah, yeah. You can do a history on that one as well. Either which one. Perception's higher. Yeah, do perception. 21. 21. With the 21... You can see on the hilt that two names appear, and you mm-hmm. the names of that are on this hilt are Delti, D-A-L-T-I, and yep. Buru, B-U-R-U-R-U. So I'm assuming one of those is probably the names of whoever did the ruins. Uh, you can I've do got a history check uh, to try to see if you can recognize those names. Oh. Yeah, I'll do that one. Sure. 14. Beautiful. That's exactly what you needed. So you know that the two names that were revealed on the knife, they come from a story that were uh, told of an ancient artisan and mage named Delti. 
who used to famously paint and create grand works of art using his own blood, but he was found ripped in half in his own chambers while working on his, his grandest painting of all, named The Large Rock, named after his brother Buru. Okay, this might be really stupid, but can I paint a large rock out of my blood again onto the canvas? Sure. Would I have to take another damage of yeah, uh, another you have, you prick damage? Your, you would have to prick yourself again. Yeah, so I'll do that then. Okay, you take three damage from the, the piercing game. <sighs> All right. Okay, so you draw a large rock. Yep. Okay, so you draw the rock on the painting. The painting starts to shift and turn into the masterpiece of his brother Buru in the form yep. of stone. And the stone comes out of the painting, takes the knife from you, throws it behind you at the door that you came in through, and the door reappears. Okay, uh, before I leave, is there any way I could write down the runes that are on the wall? You can use your own blood to write them down, but you would have to trick yourself again. Got you. Uh, so I'll drink a potion first. Yeah, yeah you're, you're fully healed right now. Because, oh. yeah... Yeah, so the way it works is that once you solve the puzzle, you get all of your health back. Right, I thought that was after I left. Got you. No, no. Um, so, yeah, I'll write the ruins that were currently in blood on the wall onto a piece of clove in a mine so I can memorize those. Sure. Uh, what would be the prick damage for that? Uh, give you... Get the max. You have four damage done. All right. Yep. And then as I'm leaving, I will take the knife out of the door and keep that and leave you walk out and the knife is still with you and the paper that you used your blood to write the runes on so that you can memorize it is still there with you and you restore all of your hp back and your potions that you had used are also been returned back to you yeah. sounds good all right so as the three of you walk out you start to see where the floor below you you return back to the main room where the three hallways merge. The giant gold sigil starts to glow a bright yellow light as you approach. You see yellow arcane lights start to swirl around the center of the room when suddenly the floor starts to move in the very center. It spirals downward leading to a staircase leading down into the unknown. Every fiber of your being just wants to get this shit done and over with. So that all all you can have to do is take some headache pills, but alas, you're still stuck in these stupid ass rooms solving these stupid ass puzzles. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go ahead and just go down the staircase. Yeah. The rest of you follow suit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you go down the staircase. The staircase disappears, and you're back into that hallway, the first hallway that you came through in order to get to the puzzle room, and you can see a door at the end of the hallway. Go to the door. Okay. Everybody follow? Yeah, why not? Yep. All right, so you get to the door, and the door has the four sigils on it. See the gold one on the top, the green one to the left, the red one to the right, and the blue one on the bottom. It's a diamond shape. Suddenly touch the door, open it up, and you hear a voice whisper in the wind behind you, even though there's nobody there, who says, as followed, the past has already been written. The future has not been set. Beware of the chosen one, for they will change all of it. And then the door opens, and a bright yellow light flashes in all of your eyes. 
and consumes you to the point to where you can't see anything. The light slowly starts to dim, and when you're finally able to see again, you find yourself inside of not your bodies, but in the bodies of the three individuals that were in the cloaks in the bar at the beginning. Take your cloaks off, and you find yourselves as kobolds, and you look across the way to see that your characters are still drinking and having a merry good time. They get up and they leave the bar with their tankards in hand. But guys, that's where we will end our session. Thank you guys so much that are listening in to this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, here in a few moments, you'll hear us go in and make our plugins for our other places that you can find us at, such as Twitter, uh, Twitch, uh, etc., stuff like that. So hang tight for a few more minutes, and we will get to that here momentarily. Hello, my name's Ellis, uh, otherwise known as Eli in the Discord of the Dirty 20 podcast. I play Norbert as well as one other character for a short time. And uh, if you want to find me anywhere else, twitch.tv forward slash LSCW. If you want to come hang out with me there. And uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast. What's going on, everybody? My name is the TheMayhemVote93, and I play as Rhaegar, the dragonborn barbarian over here on the Dirty 20 podcast. If you'd like to see more of me, then feel free to head on over to my streaming channel, twitch.tv forward slash TheMayhemVote93. As well as that, you can always check out my own tabletop role-playing podcast, Guardian Down, on YouTube. The channel name is the exact same thing, just without the 93. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because we've had a great time uh, creating it for you, and we would love to hear some feedback down in the comments below. Enjoy. Thank you so much, guys, for listening into this podcast. We at the Dirty Twenty greatly appreciate uh, your time and effort into uh, listening to our story as it unfolds for our esteemed players. If I do say so myself, but uh, I would like to take a few moments to go in and do my own plugins for my own personal stuff. So not only do I do the Dungeon Master uh, work for the Dirty 20 podcast, but I also stream on Twitch. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Zeno. I play a variety of different games. One of them in particular that I'm very well known for is playing Eternal, uh, but I do also play a variety of other games. Uh, I currently am in to playing Path of Exile, uh, a few shooter games, stuff like that. Uh, but I play a variety of different stuff. Just depends on my mood, really. But you can also f uh, find me on Twitter at gaming uh, underscore shuffle. That is the uh, the tag that I have chosen for myself for my Twitch channel, being the Southern Shuffle Gaming Group. Uh, so you can find me there at gaming underscore shuffle if you would like to find me on Twitter to follow me there. Uh, anything else referring to plugins has to do with my uh, Dirty 20 stuff. So if you would like to look for all of that, just look for us on Twitter at Dirty 20 underscore DND. Uh, that's with an N, D-N-D, -D, all capital letters. 
You can find us there. Find all of our plugins for that. And uh, we hope that you will continue to enjoy the rest of this podcast.